This morning, we are watching growing threats of the Israel-Hamas war spreading into a much wider conflict. New overnight, the Israeli military ramping up airstrikes after announcing it was expanding its ground assault to the entire Gaza Strip, including in the south. That is where so many civilians have fled. The IDF says the strikes destroyed 200 Hamas targets. That happening as the in the Red Sea, the U.S. Navy destroyer came to the rescue of three commercial strip ships that were attacked by Iran-backed Houthi rebels. The Pentagon says the destroyer shot down drones and one of the commercial ships was attacked with a ballistic missile. We're also keeping a close eye on Israel's northern border with Lebanon, where Israeli forces have been exchanging fire with Hezbollah. This morning, the IDF says three Israeli soldiers were hurt by mortar shells fired from Lebanon. We have team coverage from Jerusalem to the White House and the Pentagon, but let's start with CNN's Ben Wiedemann in Jerusalem. Ben, Israel expanding the operation to the entire Gaza Strip over the weekend. The biggest question right now, where are the civilians that have all moved to the south at the IDF's request supposed to go? Well, that's, I think, a question, Phil, that many people in Gaza are asking, because we know that uh, more than 80 percent of the population of Gaza is already displaced. Many have gone to the south. Now, the Israelis have, over social media, put out a map showing uh, hundreds of individual blocks that are numbered. And in theory, people can go onto that map. There's a QR code and uh, know where is safe, where is not. The problem is most people in Gaza don't have electricity to charge their phones, don't have an internet connection, and therefore they're very much really left to their own devices. And of course, another problem is already the shelters, the schools that have been converted into shelters in Gaza are already crammed with people, as many as four to 500 people per toilet, if there's even a toilet. And therefore, when they hear that the Israelis are going to expand their ground operations to the entirety of the Gaza Strip, that really doesn't leave anything anywhere for anybody to go that could possibly be safe. Phil, Poppy? We saw on Saturday uh, fighting in the north of Israel across the border with Lebanon with Hezbollah. Hezbollah saying one of their fighters was killed. You've spent so much time reporting in Lebanon on Hezbollah. What does that indicate to you? Does that indicate the beginning of a broader, an expansion of this to the north and, and more broadly between not just Israel and Hamas, but Israel and Hezbollah? Well, starting on the 8th of October, Hezbollah basically entered into this fight uh, with limited strikes on Israeli positions in some communities uh, on the other side of the border. Uh, but it's worth noting that during the seven-day truce, they also observed the truce. They did not uh, open fire. But what we've seen since the truce broke down on Friday morning is that there's been a real intensification uh, of the back-and-forth fire between Hezbollah and the Israelis. I've been in touch with Ivan Watson, who's our correspondent in South Lebanon at the moment. He says there are there's hourly shelling back and forth, and that seems to be far more intense than what we were witnessing when I spent several weeks in South Lebanon before the truce went into effect. Poppy? Oh, it's quite telling. Ben Wiedemann uh, reporting for us in Jerusalem. Thank you very much, Phil. Well, Poppy, as Ben was just talking about, those exchanges in the north, just the latest example that every hour the threat that America could get dragged directly into the war seems to grow. This morning, the U.S. military says a U.S. Navy destroyer and three commercial uh, ships were attacked in an hours-long assault from the Red Sea. The U.S. says the attackers launched ballistic missiles and drones that hit three ships linked to several countries, including Israel. 
The Navy sent the USS Kearney to respond and shoot down those drones in self-defense. The U.S. blaming the attack on rebels backed by Iran operating in Yemen. It is the largest attack targeting ships in the region, and it's stoking fears of a wider conflict. I want to bring in CNN's Natasha Bertrand, who joins us live from the Pentagon. And Natasha, before I start with you, just to give kind of an example for people on the map of where this is all happening. Obviously, Israel up here, Ben talking about what's happening in the north near Lebanon. Syria is also an area where proxies have been operating. We're talking specifically in this area here, the Red Sea down in Yemen, which also has proxy organizations tied to Iran. They have been uh, a significant player in the dozens of attacks on U.S. ships, on other commercial ships over the course of the last several weeks. I think the big question right now, particularly in the wake of those hostage negotiations breaking down, that pause coming to an end, is this a sign that an escalation is coming, or is this just a return to what we saw the six or seven weeks before that pause? Well, look, Phil, this was a particularly active day, to say the least, in the Southern Red Sea, with the USS Kearney responding to multiple attacks by what the U.S. Central Command says are these Iran-backed Houthi rebels who operate in Yemen. And this is certainly uh, an escalation from what we have seen in the past. This was a number of attacks, four attacks on three separate commercial vessels in the Southern Red Sea, including one attack in which the Houthis used a ballistic missile. Now, the USS Kearney responded to each of these attacks, which occurred at yesterday at, at, on Sunday at several different times throughout the day, and many of them actually resulted in damage to these commercial vessels in uh, the Southern Red Sea. And the U.S. now says that this is really, really dangerous, obviously. Not only did the USS Kearney respond to these attacks, but they also shot down a number of drones that were launched uh, from these Houthi-controlled territories in Yemen, according to Central Command. So clearly, uh, they're taking advantage right now of the tumult in the region, of all of the uh, U.S. presence uh, in the region to try to attack these ships. And the Houthi-run Yemeni armed forces actually acknowledged these attacks in a statement yesterday saying that they will continue to wage these attacks against these, quote, Israeli ships and those aligned with Israel standing in solidarity, they say, with the Palestinians. But look, in a statement, U.S. Uh, Central Command said that these attacks represent a, quote, direct threat to international commerce and maritime security. They said they have jeopardized the lives of international crews representing in, uh, dozens, uh, multiple countries around the world, as many as 14 different countries. And importantly, they said that they have every reason to believe that these attacks are fully enabled by Iran. Now, the big question is how the U.S. is going to respond. Of course, we have seen uh, the U.S. military strike these Iran-backed groups in Iraq and Syria over the last several weeks. But Yemen, uh, whether they are going to go after the Houthis in Yemen, that remains uh, an entirely different question. But they said that they will consider all appropriate responses in full coordination with allies and partners, Phil. Natasha Bertrand from the Pentagon, thank you.